Gateway Pro presents a new podcast with Joe from The Joe Show and Sarah from Code 187 YouTube. They oddly found another woman's remains near her. So now they're like, who is this and what's going on? At this point, he covered her mouth and nose and was trying to get her to stop breathing. Mm -hmm. The men will like annihilate their whole family and take the kids first. The murderer or attempted murderer has made a couple of mistakes, okay? Code 187, a true crimes podcast coming soon. guys want to hear more of that you guys should definitely join our patreon on patreon.com slash marcus joe and gabriel gabriel came up with some new music he called me up and said hey man he's like can you do some new music and i said nah man we good we good with the music and then i said oh damn you i said you know how sometimes i like to put the uh we like to talk at the beginning of it you know add our little jokes and things like that he said yeah i said add a little bass riff there and he said, okay. And then he added a little bass. I didn't even play the whole song because it gets pretty epic. And you guys will be able to hear the second half of that show or that song at the end of the show. But welcome to the show. This is the Joe Show where we talk about anything and everything. And I'm joined here with two beautiful people. What's your names, beautiful people? Now, I'll tell you what. My name is Marcus Blair. And for some reason, I'm not going to talk about this for at least five minutes because of that song because I didn't know that was a thing. I hate you for it, but I love you for it. Um, also, we don't talk about politics. You forget we don't talk about politics. I'll tell you what now. Yeah, we don't talk about politics on this show. But, yeah, what's the other per- name, man? <laughs> Mason. Mason. Don't you, that's That song, I was talking to – no, no, no. I was on, I did an Instagram Live, because I was just didn't have anything to do, so I was doing Instagram Live, and I was playing that because Isabella was on there, and I said, Isabella, I said, this song kind of makes you want to talk about Dodge trucks. I'm like, are you a man who likes <laughs> to drive Dodge trucks? While that was playing <laughs> in the background, and I was now like... Now how it feels to drive the new F- <laughs> Ford F-150. Yes, and... That's how it is. Dude's learning guitar. Gabriel is a freaking god when it comes to music instruments because he just picks up whatever instrument and he goes with it. He's only been playing violin for like a week or so, and he's gotten that down. He learned our theme song. I Yeah, I called him up, and I, he's like, yeah, I've only been playing for about a week or so. And I said, yeah, just, you know, if you can add some music in there. And then he added the violin in there. So, yeah. Wow. Yes. He is a uh, really great musician. Oh, with the Patreon, I didn't tell you guys, $1 f- 
five, $3 or $5, and you guys can become a patron. You'll get stuff like the music that we just played in full. We've got the Uncensored Joe Show. We've got this thing called, what I call it, like My Life Stories, where we talk about Lyft stories and stuff that just happens. You know, extra stuff that happens, and you guys can check that out all on patreon.com slash Joe and Gabriel. And I've got some topics for you, but before we get into that, over here on my little list here, I have five minutes of bullshit. So we can bullshit for five minutes. Now, Marcus, you're over here looking and laughing right, like crazy. Yeah. And I don't know why. What's going on over there? <laughs> I'm trying so I did. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to be a dick. Uh. <laughs> Well, go ahead. Let's see what happens. Let's do it. Let's so see. You, uh, you said that Gabriel's been playing for a week, like with the violin. Uh huh. <laughs> and that totally reminded me of uh, my ex girlfriend because she was taking violin classes uh-huh. for a community college, and as far as I know, it did not progress that well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I pray to God she doesn't listen to our podcast. Actually, I hope she does, and she hears that. She's just like, God damn, Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's how it is. Like uh, one of his buddies, the reason why Gabriel started learning violin is so that his because his buddy was learning how to play, and so his buddy's been st- kind of struggling at it, and he's kind of mad at Gabriel because Gabriel just picked it up and just. <laughs> so yeah, I owned a violin once. Yeah. I that I thought it'd be cool to learn how to play piano, drums, and saxophone are the like, instruments I want. Whoa. I own five instruments, and I could probably only play two of them without getting in trouble. What are the five instruments you know how to play? Well, I own them. Doesn't mean or, I don't play um, them. Okay, what? Which ones do you own? Uh, I own a keyboard. Okay. I actually technically own two guitars. Okay. Uh, a flute, a trumpet, and a saxophone. Gotcha. I can. What's the other one? Like the thing that you. Oh, sorry, forgot. About it. I also own a kalimba now. A kalimba, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know how to play counting the kalimba four. Gotcha. Because I can, I can play play the flute, because that was actually my starting instrument, mm-hmm. trumpet, saxophone, kalimba. So I, I can c- kind of play the keyboard. Uh, the guitar is the one I, I suck the most with. Keyboard See, guitar. so we're going to have to get you on here with the saxophone. <laughs> if I remember correctly, I need, I need to uh, – there's I need to get it checked out because there's like one – Note that was a the, the high D was a. You own a you own a saxophone. Yes. Okay. I, he's never pulled it out for me. Wish he would have. You know. Yeah. I would love to hear him play. I mean, but see, at the same time, saxophone's one of those sexy ones. So he might start playing. And I'm just taking clothes off. I'm like, oh my god. I, I already do it at church. See, no, yeah, like, <laughs> the, I, okay, I I would I would have probably at this point played the more. If it wasn't for the fact that my apartment, I, I live in an apartment building. Yeah. So like I have neighbors upstairs. Like that, those instruments can get loud. Yeah. Yeah. So like if I had a space, like yeah, I'd be playing them all the time. Yeah. Hey guys, before we, I also want to give you guys a heads up that we will be playing a clip of Code One Eighty Seven at the end of this episode, like we did last week with the Comic Corner. We just kind of want you guys to get a feel for those episodes, see if you like them. Go over to those guys and make sure that you show them some love like you do the Joe Show because those are our sister podcasts. And by putting them at the end of our show, we're giving you guys a little bit of a taste of them. So stay, make sure you stay tuned. We're going to do the, I think we're going to do a theme song. I don't know what I'm doing, but it's going to be on there too. 
Mason. What? What instruments do you play? Just the keyboard. Just play the keyboard? Yeah. Keyboard and guitar is my thing, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, I was never. Yeah. I was wanting to get better, but I don't know. It's, I find the keyboard very easy. So, like, Marcus, he'll be coming up with these songs, and I'm over there on the guitar, I'm like, you know, it sounds really good, but if I can get on the keyboard, I can make it sound so much better, you know? <laughs> but... Yeah, you know, we play the instruments, you know, we got all that going. Gabriel's the MVP of instruments. Okay, so you know how to play the keyboard. Yeah, sort of. Okay, sort of plays guitar. I have three other instruments that are not like that. You want to make a band? No, no, no. I just say one day we just like get all these instruments together and just jam out. Yeah, we've already tried the band thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was, I was telling Joe when, we're at, when uh, we were at church that we should invest in like a drum set. Like, so listen, we there have been so many things that's been happening. So we went out drinking, and then there was an ice hockey table, and so we were like, we got to invest in that. Then Mason said a drum set, and there was something else that we were supposed to invest in when we get our studio actually going, because mm. we're running out of my house. But once we get a studio going, ice hockey table, we're gonna be. Oh, we gotta figure out some ideas. We get pissed because we ain't got no ideas. We just get on our instruments, start jamming out and stuff, hooking it up to recording. Next thing you know, we're big. entertainment center where we just have games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be like a <laughs> podcast slash entertainment center. So like we yeah. we all have the same day off, and it's just like where like. <laughs> It's a once a week. We have an agreement. I mean, it's obviously the only person that has to worry about right now is you, since you you're married. Um, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> do you have a girlfriend? Have you like have you gotten a girlfriend no, since I last talked to you? Not I mean, yet. Uh, I don't think that's possible. I was gonna say, have you gotten a girlfriend since I last talked to you? That was yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's what happened. I, I went out. So like, I, I'm thinking right now, but obviously like our situations may change. But just like like once a week, it's agreed upon. Like we like start of the day, like we go there. Like early in the morning, just hang out the whole day, just play games, record, and like get ideas, record the episode. You know, I gotta be back before at lunch. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like we still like go about our own day, like, like or heck, hell, like Joy and them can come over and we all have lunch there because I mean there might be a kitchen at the studio. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be like a damn apartment. <laughs> all right, so let's get so right let's... into our first topic. Now, you guys know I love Titanic, right? Yeah. No, I, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Titanic, I never would have imagined. <laughs> yeah. If you guys. Yeah. Whew, Kate Winslet. Whew. <laughs> if you guys. I, his heart will go on forever about that movie. I swear to God. Yeah. Why did he have to die? Like, they could have both been on that page. I don't know what's going on, but my buzzer's not working. <laughs> but I would have buzzed the heck out of you right there. But, no, both of you. <laughs> Why? Because we're clever? Yeah, you're clever. Yeah, and if you guys are a long-time listener of the show, you know that in the third episode, Gabriel and I did this whole behind-the-scenes thing with this movie, trying to figure out just everything about it. But my wife recently came up to me and told, sent me an article about something that happened on that ship. You ready? I'm going to read the article to you right Okay. Quick. On the 15th of April, 1912, the largest passenger ship at the time sank due to a collision with the iceberg. If you haven't already guessed, it was the Titanic. The person we're going to be talking about is Charles Jurgen, right? If you remember the movie, you may recall a baker drinking a flask and hanging from the rail during the sinking of the Titanic, right? You guys remember the, the baker, the, little, the uh, chef bar ID looking mother trucker, yeah. right? Um, that man was Charles Jargon. 
He was the head baker on board the Titanic and the, f- and the famous survivor who got hammered on whiskey. Uh, that when the Titanic hit the iceberg, Charles ordered his fellow bakers to pass out food and supplies to the lifeboats, as well rounding up and loading passengers in the lifeboats. He states that at one stage, he and three other men had to forcibly move women and children into the lifeboats. Charles even gave up a seat on one of the lifeboats as he believed it would have set a bad example. Passengers were secured. Charles returned to his cabin to do what anyone of us would have done in that situation, hit the bottle. After about an hour, he emerged to, to, um, he emerged to throw chairs into the water, not because he was wasted, but in the hopes that he could use them to stay afloat. As the ship started to become submerged, stories claimed that he stepped off the stern into the water without getting his hair wet. It is said that he spent two to three hours treading water before he found a lifeboat. There was no room on board, so he hung onto the boat until he spotted a friend and cook, John Menard, who held onto Charles for two, until two more lifeboats came to rescue him. Some say it was the alcohol that he consumed that saved him, while others have different explanations. In the end, he survived, so I guess that's all that matters. He died on uh, the 9th of December, 1956, in Patterson, New Jersey. So, are they like claiming that alcohol basically saved his life? Yes, they're basically saying... Thank you for giving me more reason to become an alcoholic. Yeah, this man, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So, actually, I have another story involving the Titanic. What? Um, so, apparently, there is a gentleman mm-hmm. uh, who I, I think he helped sponsor. I, I get my, no, what all I remember and such is hazy. But what I remember is, so, guy went back. So, like, during the whole accident, he, like, he left. But he's like, you know what, screw it. Went back to his room, dressed up really nicely, mm-hmm. and then just went down with the ship. Did he? Shoot. That's about it. Jesus. About right. I mean, it's crazy. That whole just—I can't even imagine. Like he's in—he's in, the, in he's that. an actual movie too. Is he? Yeah. See, I know. Like, so James Cameron. If you haven't heard the third—the third episode, go back and listen to it because you can hear all the behind the scenes and how much I'm in love with James Cameron. But James Cameron, he actually sat down and he did a ton of research for this movie. He wanted it to be as accurate as possible. There was one scene where. They had shot the boat at one angle on one side, right? And they looked at the newspaper and said, that's not right. That's not the right side of the ship. So you know what they did in the movie? They made everybody in the movie wear their clothes backwards. And then had, did, they filmed it at a certain camera angle so that when, they, when you did a shot of a person, the way that their clothes were matched this right side, the same side of the ship as in the newspaper. That's how accurate he wanted it to be. He wanted it to be so accurate that it matched what was in the newspaper because he was afraid that if somebody watched the movie, they would be like, that's not the way the Titanic was facing. <laughs> it was facing the other way. Well, but that's just how... Mm, how. Did this do diligence. So yes. Yes. One, one last thing about James Cameron and the Titanic. This man created a mechanical arm for the Titanic. So you know when the ship is 
straight, pointed straight up. Mm-hmm. That's a freaking mechanical arm. So it goes from kind of tilted all the way up. And then Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet actually had to be 90 feet in the air. So they were actually on this mecha- at the top of this mechanical arm looking down. And they had to film all that that <laughs> way. And then it would, you know, of course, you yeah. know, they, they let it down slowly and then sped it up and film. Mm-hmm. But just so much detail in this movie, and that's why I love it. Okay, I don't know why this conversation has made me think of this. Why? So I, Okay, so James Cameron, in an interview, and like there's just some random person who knows like the movie, and just like, so this is like, the person just asked, I just want you to make a good movie that's centered around the Titanic. And then we just go to a, like the bit with John, Mul- John Mulaney. It's just like, the bar is so much lower than I ever could have imagined. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, Mason. I'm sorry. You gotta get the jokes and stuff, man. Oh, Jesus. well, I'm sorry. But yes, I had to bring that topic to you guys because I love the Titanic, and I thought that was just an awesome story about one, this guy drank himself to survival. And not only was he a good man, but he got to survive to tell his story from one of the most tragic you know, things that has happened. Do you know who else was a good man? Who? Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown? (laughs) But then, yeah, he finished last. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to do an ad, and we are going to be right back after this. See you on the flip side. Yeah. Hi, my name is Marcus, and I am the host of Comic Corner. Along with my co-host, Mason, we bring the kingdom of geekdom to life, or to darkness. Join us as we talk about heroes, villains, myths, and more things nerdy. Listen to us every Wednesday at 8 on Spotify. Brought to you by Gateway Pro Productions. All right, guys, and we are back. You know what I didn't do at the beginning? I didn't do this. Actually, I don't like that music. No, that's the right music. No, no, no. I thought it was the wrong background music but I, I thought I didn't usually do this one because I've got a bunch of background music that I have on there but I thought this was the wrong one now guys I want to let you know the Joe show we're funny and we start talking about you know serious topics and I really wanted to you know just tackle a lot of serious topics now I want to let you know we're a bunch of goofballs so even though we're gonna talk about serious topics we are gonna make them funny i i am offended <laughs> you called me a goofball i am an asshole thank you i forget what episode it but was but like get it right man no i forget what episode it was but like you, you two or i think alex is here maybe like you you three were in a very serious conversation and then i'm coming in with just the comedic background like <laughs> Like, you all being serious, I'm coming in like freaking like George Clooney as Batman, <laughs> but like just being like hilariously and stupid and such. Uh, but like, I didn't take away from the serious moment. That's how we're going to be, I George, think, is the best George way Clooney to. George Clooney was an insult to Batman. Yes, that's how as it's going to be. <laughs> a person. Yeah, well, anybody, right, you know, anybody except for Christian Bale was a, and Adam West was an insult to. Uh, yeah. So you didn't Mike. like Val Kilmer? I think people just say that. I didn't, Ma- really, I didn't really like Val Kilmer. I think you just say Michael Keaton was a good Batman because he's Michael Keaton, like not just because it's he's Batman. Michael Keaton. But you also have to understand too that Michael Keaton used to be was the funny man before that. 
So before he did Batman, he was the funny man. He was just the comedian that nobody really cared about, right? Yeah. So Batman was kind of his first serious role. So he broke the mold. He broke out of his I'm the comedian kind of guy, you know? Yeah. So he did really great, and I heard he's even in the new The Batman with Robert Pat- Patterson That's coming nice. in. So. Yeah, uh, can we give uh, Robert Patterson from props from going to uh, – like the better version of a bat? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the better version? Twilight fans right. can fight me. All right, so let's go on to this next topic. So, you know, we talk about serious stuff. And this is a little more mature, uh, you know, for mature audiences. You know, I've checked what... Listen, I'm talking about mature and age, okay? I'm not talking about mature and personality. No, I'm waiting for you to introduce a topic so I can continue with my comedy bit. Okay, all right. So what, <laughs> what? I'm trying to say is, listen, Pete, if you're under 18, go find your mom and daddy because this is a topic that it's not for you. We're going to be talking about sex. Baby, talking about you and me. Marcus, copyright laws. I, I wanted it's to, not copyright if it's my voice. Well, see, I wanted to play that song so bad. I was like, I was going to say, yes, we're going to talk about sex. And then hit the button. Can't do that. I wish you could. <laughs> yeah, no, but, if you're actually using the actual music, that's copyright. But if I say it with my voice, it does not go against it. <laughs> I guess that's true. Now, bef- now, before we really get into it and start talking about this, we need to figure out what sex is defined as sexual activity, specifically pertaining to sexual intercourse, usually by humans, right? So that's the definition of it. Now, what's the purpose of it? The purpose of it is pleasure. Reproduction. Stru- reproduction. Mm-hmm. Forming an intimate connection and stress reduction or stress relief. Those are the main purposes for it. Now, when I was going to do research for this, I was like, oh, shit. There's a lot about this, you know? And there was like... I mean, yeah. Because I mean, like, yeah, there's generic, like, yeah, you like generic, like the definition and generic stuff about it, but then you get all to the, like, the outer boundaries of just, like, fetishes, kinks, et cetera. Well, see, we're not even going to go get into that part of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but I was like. Marcus, that, that's a sub. No. <laughs> but see, I was sitting there just like, I was like, hey, you know, what are some reasons people have sex? And then they gave me a list of 20. It was like boosting mood and relieving depression. Duty. I didn't know. Like, it was like, this is my this duty. Shit. <laughs> hey, <laughs> to, okay. uh, en- enhancement of power, enhancement of self-concept, experiencing power over one's partner. That's a cake. <laughs> Feeling loved by your partner. Fostering jealousy. Imp- uh, improving rep- uh, reputation, you know, so, you know, like These in the movies. I didn't even know people had. Yeah. <coughs> making money, making babies, needing affection. When I was going down the list with joy, I said nutrients, but it's not nutrients, it's nurturance. So it's like as nurture, uh, partner okay. novelty, peer pressure, pleasure, reducing sex drive, revenge. Uh, uh, revenge just fits into another one that yes. was earlier in this list. Also, Shut up. hold on, I got three more: <laughs> sexual curiosity, showing love to your partner, and spiritual transcendence are some reasons why. Whoa, whoa, whoa. let's get into that last one here: <laughs> spiritual transcendence. So. This is something He's trying to suck the life out of him. No, or no, something? no. So this is one of those things that happens. In, that like in cults, oh right? So like I was listening to this podcast about cults, 
And what will happen is a religious leader will say, in order for you to transcend to the next level, you need to have sex with me. Yes. Yeah, but that, I'm not, I, I do not understand how, how does the human mind even get tricked by that? Well, like, it's one of those things because... I it's mean, well, various things in the mind can be under stress, sleep deprivation, drugs. Sure. Or, you know, how it happens in a cult is that you see this person as you trust prophet. this person. You know, he might yeah. be a prophet. They're your connection to God. So if, if this prophet is saying something like that, then I'm going to have sex with him, you know, or her yeah. or whatever but it's one of those things that I really want to talk about because, I mean, and we're, not, we're only going to get one side of it because we're guys. But yeah. it's one of those things where I would like sex to be normalized because it is something that happens. We fart. Yeah, it's a human. It's a human thing. I was reading in here and it was talking about what, like, sex is kind of like eating to us. It's, it's wired into our brain. But us in today's society, we've kind of made it so taboo about sex, you know? It's, it just blows my mind. It's like, why can't you talk about this, you know? There yeah. are, I mean, I, I'll take me as a kid. Like, the way that I was kind of taught about it was that's a dirty, nasty thing. You should never even think S- about or it. Or say the word. You shouldn't say the word at you all. You shouldn't say the word. Yeah. And it, I wish I would have known even just a little bit, just just the you know just the. If main you knew a maybe. fraction as a kid of what you, as, even what you know now. Yes. Like, it, this world, like yeah. If anyone from like our generation per se, I mean obviously because like you're 26, I'm 25. Actually, you're 25 still. No, you're nope. 26. 26. You're yeah, 27. And, and, and Old bastard. Like, he, and he, he's younger than 20. Um, but like people our age, just like even to a fraction of what we know now, like back when like we should have learned it. Yep. Like I, this world would be totally different. Yeah, because let me tell y'all something. I didn't know nothing about the clitoris until I was a grown ass man married, <laughs> and that's two years into a marriage. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, Wait, I'm, I'm not laughing at you. Because no, no. I, oh yeah, no. I don't, you I don't, you, I don't you have anything. full right to laugh. Yes. He laughed at himself. Because the thing about it is that's something you should have learned in school, but they don't teach that because it's like sex is strictly for reproduction. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, but then everybody. Like, so, okay, so like right. they they start talking about it, like okay, for me, I mean, you were homeschooled, so it's easy. You don't really have that. It was awkward for us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like your mom is telling you about this, but like. Really, like around the time where it's like you actually like they're like they're trying to introduce it is fifth grade, um, at least for me if I remember it correctly. But like they separated the boys and girls. I mean, yeah, granted each are different to their own and they have that. But I, I think they did the majority of like the important things that should have been done together separately. Yep. Um, because like as like this conversation stated, like yeah, I mean, yeah, we didn't know much about sex back then, but like. It didn't dial in the communication like that we needed to, like have with partners and such mm-hmm. to make it like normal and okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and I don't even like. Let's even like masturbation. Mm-hmm. Like according to like according to scripture, now with without porn, it's okay because it, you're discovering your body. You're figuring out what you like and what you don't like. And there's so many people who don't do that in their teenager teenage years because it's a dirty thing you shouldn't be doing it yeah you know and it's like well i wish 
that a lot of people would have done it in their teenage years. So then when you get married and you're with somebody, you know what you like. And yeah. You don't figure it out 10 years down the road. But, oh, now you guys are about to get divorced because you didn't know anything about anything. Yeah. You know? I, and, but yeah, like, they're saying, like, oh, oh, like, oh, yeah, this is bad. But then just, like, I mean, they also said the same thing about drugs. But, they like, we got away with more drugs than we did with anything well, sexual. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like. Some people, I don't know, some people believe that, like, relationships without sex can, like, work, but, like, I don't know, some, I just heard about that, like, some people do. I mean, while it is is very important because it, like like you said, it does allow people to get that connection. Yeah. Because, yeah, everything, the whole brain, the whole hormones and everything that release during it, and I don't know. Well, so, I mean, I I do believe that. You can have a sexless marriage, but the thing about it is I think both of you have to be that, you know? Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you both have to say, you know, we like having sex, but we don't like having it all the time. But usually what happens is you have somebody who has a really, really high sex drive yeah. and somebody who does not have one at all, and then that's where problems, you know, and people don't like to sit down and talk about it, I you mean, know? I like, mean. there are people who are husbands and wives. They don't like talking about sex, and it's like, what the flip are you talking about? Like, you know what? Let's get into this right quick. There are people like uh, I'm trying okay, to just man, I'm trying to take your time, man. Take your so, time. <laughs> there are people who my show. All right, here yeah, we go. Yeah, go ahead. Come on. There are guys who don't want a finger in the butt because they think it's gay, and it's like yes. God is a funny man. He puts the man's G-spot in his butthole. <laughs> and you're going to be with this person for the next 50, 60 years, and you're, you're denying yourself that pleasure because you don't want it to seem gay? <laughs> Fuck you, man. If, if, you want a funnier, I mean, if you want a funnier explanation of the male G-spot, just watch Leonard Kenny. Yeah, which Mason and I are oh, watching Oh, we were talking about, yeah. <laughs> Leonard, Leonard Kenny, yeah. You're watching it without me, you dicks. We were just starting it. Like, yeah. no, well, he's watching it separately, mm-hmm. and then Joy and I started watching it. So, like, we're all watching it separately, but I just found out that he was watching that. Uh, we started going over the episodes and stuff. But that's one of the things that I hate, too, is that we grew up in the society where it's like you, you know. You're, you're forced to learn things yourself when you shouldn't had to. Yeah. Yes. And then you start to get this mindset. Like, I hear Look, so many things yeah. about guys not, not going to my butthole. Going in there, like, well, I mean, hey. you got to think that that's because yeah, their parents are that way. Yeah, most of, most of it is because well, I mean, you know it's just a traditional. They're into the traditional sense. While it may not be wrong, they're not wrong. I mean, it's not most likely going to. It's not. Well, it's not wrong. It is a way of life, but uh, I don't know. The times change, I guess, but. I okay. I see your oh. argument, but then again, I can't agree with the argument itself because I mean, yeah, like so, like, it's how their parents are. But then you have like those people, like uh, those who like come out as like gay, bisexual, yeah. a, like the different like sexualities and such. I mean, so clear. Um, there's that, and they. I mean, they still have their preference. I mean, like because I mean, you, you can be a gay guy and it's just like, nope, I don't, I don't want it up the butt. Yeah. True. Yeah, I guess it's yeah, yep. individual preference. Yep. It's one of those things. And one of the things I think a lot of us, we really get on is procreation. Yes, I think that procreation is a big part of sex, but I think 
the, a lot of people miss out on. We the need pl- to dial that back. Yeah, the the yeah the pleasure of it. You know, I mm-hmm. I can't imagine being with my wife for the next 30, 40, 50, whenever we die. Yeah, I can't imagine being with her all this time and not reaching my peak sexualness with her. Mm-hmm. You know, I just can't imagine that because then it would get boring. You know. Yeah. Like, there's a doctor on TikTok. He was like, listen, he's like, he's like, rent a hotel. Go get some snacks. Go to a hotel. Go have fun at the hotel. Come back home. <laughs> Come back home. Go to sleep. He's like, do stuff like that. I just don't understand. I, I once <clears throat> saw a TikTok. And it's just a guy. It's just a random dude. And, like, his videos are mainly, like, he says something and people take it wrong. Mm-hmm. And then, like, near the end, it's just like, you son of a bitch. Like, and he's just like. And th- this one particular one is just like, I think same-sex marriage is wrong. Like, j- and that was the statement he said. Mm-hmm. So upon that, you get, like, you think just like, oh, like, gay sex, such a thing. Like, yeah, it's just like, and then he goes on post, like, yeah, like, if you've been married for, like, 10, 20, 15 years, you shouldn't just have the same sex every day. Change it up a bit. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah, I just really think that, gosh, I just really wish that people would have, a would give a healthier outlook on it, you know. Yeah, but I mean, and go yeah. ahead, Mason. I don't know. Like, I don't know, but then also discovering it, like, discover, like, like Marcus was saying that, like, how, like, they tell you so little, so you end up trying to go do uh, educate yourself, and that usually leads to porn, and that's kind of really what gets. That's, and yeah, it's. It's very like that. That's what gets people to know about it and know about all the different ways that sex can have. Well, see, th- like, then, th- then what I'm saying is that's what I want to normalize it because yeah. a young man should be able to go to a older gentleman who, whether it's his father or if his father's not around, a mentor or something, and just be like, "Listen, what is this all about?" And that person should be comfortable enough because he's a man. He's been through certain stuff. He's married. He's been through all that. He should be able to tell them about it, you know? Mm-hmm. I can't wait for my kids to get of that age so I can sit here and tell them all the beauties about it because I want them to be as woke as possible about this certain area in their life, you know? I want them to, to know that this is a intimate thing that you're going to have with somebody. This is like the best feeling you can give another person and that another person can give you is such a great thing and I want them to know every single thing about it so they can have the best experience about it. But so many people out here are denying their kids or if you're in school, deny, I mean yeah, it's denying their kids that it, stuff. It, it's it's probably better now that it has been but yes. back like, like again back to in our days like when we were younger like even the media like was at like was making jokes at it i like i can think of two instances in like tv where like they make reference to like how we know nothing yeah um, and there's the show called the magicians mm-hmm. and uh so it involved magic and such and at one point there was a spell that needed to be broken but for it to be broken uh like these two magicians had to climax at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like oh, and like and the guy's like oh yeah, this is great. I, I'm I'm fine. I've done it before, and it comes to like the realization because they don't communicate that it has not been that way. Yeah. So it gets them to communicate better and like reach that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's also I I remember 
another one in American Dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, American Dad is not probably something you should <laughs> yeah, try, kinda, like, yeah. try to reference. <laughs> Look, kids, this is how sex is. Um, Watch American Dad. But, uh, but I still feel like like there's some takeaway from this episode, uh, like the episode where like Stan Stan the father in American Dad mm-hmm. uh, was so uh, like how he was raised so like stricken and such like no conversation like I don't think he ever had like the sex conversation. Um, it led to just like talking to like like earlier said about was like kinks and such like yep. uh, to where like he's a like. I don't know how old he is, but like an older man, finally like getting into this like kind of situation, mm-hmm. and because it's so, like I mean he's it's kind of like almost like a midlife crisis, but like so like he wants to do everything, try it all. I'm just like so, I, and then that could have been avoided had he only been talked to earlier. Yep. Now, like when we're, when we're talking about this, we're not like we're we do not, not condone that you do this. Yes, we're not condoning like. Uh, like, no, like, like nudity out yeah. in public and everything, and like, you, you still need yeah, to yeah, cover no, up. No, also, we're not condoned. It's just the fact that if we think that make you sure get, you can make her laugh. Yeah, if you get, <laughs> if you could get, if if you can get to, if you can talk to people early, if you can talk to the new generation earlier about sex, that it, they might they might have a healthier outlook on it. And, and this is mainly talking might, about parents. Yeah. Or if you are in a teaching, like position. if you're a teacher, yeah, teaching position, and you go to your limit, because as a teacher you will have limits, but try the best of your ability to teach them about what's going on, you know, because I think that's one of the things, like back in the day they were talking about abstinence, 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 condoms, condoms, condoms. Yeah, no, yeah, it was strictly abstinence. They, didn't, like, they did not want to, like, teach Safe sex. Yes. Like, we yeah. can. But, like, let's see. Maybe it was a hassle. I don't know. Let's, let's even look at it this way. Listen, I'm going to let you guys know I'm a Christian. I have Christian beliefs when it comes to, you know, sex and everything. But if you, I'm not, I don't judge people on what you do. But as of right now, I'm raising my boys to be a, to chase women until they make their own decisions. So, what I'm trying to do with them is be like, listen, man, I lost my train of thought because I was going off on my little rabbit trail trying to back myself up. But I want them to be like, <laughs> I want to be like, dude, you know, this is a, this is beautiful. This is a intimate thing. If you sit there and you tell your kids that this is not just a physical thing, but this is a mental, spiritual thing that an act that you're doing that can connect you guys forever i think it makes it more meaningful because i think what we're doing is we're taking out the mental the spiritual the emotional aspect of sex and we're just talking about this the physical physical part of it but especially for boys if you tell boys that this is about this stuff it'll make them less likely to go out and rape a girl because they'll actually see her as a human being who is spiritually, emotionally, um, uh, mentally, yes, conscious. And he will, you know, he will think twice about that. But if we think about the physical aspect, it's just, she's a piece of me. Nothing's going to happen to her. I get away with it. You only see the physical part and not the mental um, scars that would uh, plague her afterwards. Yes. And I think it is super important that we just talk about it. Marcus, you you can say something? 
I, I'm not like because like you you said the one word I was hoping we'd refrain from saying in this episode. What a rape. Yeah. Um, well, that like, we're talking, I, I, I understand. Man, like, yeah, it, it kind of comes hand in hand because that's like a negative. Oh, yeah. Um, and like, but we're like you specifically were talking about boys, and like, I mean, because men can get raped. Well, I was I was just talking about my boys, but men can get raped. Yes. And so, so like, I, I I mean I feel like that's a, like a learning thing for like both boys and girls, and so I. Like I just wanted I to get that across. Seen. Yes. I don't know. So we we just need to do it with all of us. I just think we need to basically what this is what I want y'all to get out of this is Th- okay, think of it kind of as in like uh, drinking ages. I, th- this is going to be a weird analogy. Just bear with me for a moment. <laughs> um, I tr- I'll try. <laughs> okay. So uh, obviously the drinking age here in America is twenty one. Yep. So like you can't do it. So, but in other countries, it's a lot younger. Yep. So like, cause they, it's more like they're teaching them at like a young age. Like, yes, you can do this, but note that like you're you're going to learn quickly that the the act of doing it causes issues, and just kind of so they can learn from it. Like at a younger age, you realize, okay, yes, I can like drink and moderate. I can still drink and have a good time. But drinking, it's like almost like this is how we're trying to like, yes, sex is a thing you can do, but note that sometimes the act itself has some consequences. Yes. That's one thing my wife and I've already talked about. Like when my boys get of age and if they start having premarital sex, it's like, listen, I want them to come talk to me about it. I'm not going to get mad, but I'm going to be like, dude, we've talked about this. You know all the consequences that can happen with this. So I'm just letting you know if you're going to continue in this consequences mm-hmm. don't be bringing no babies around here because after y'all two i'm done <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you, you become a grandpa at 30 <sighs> shoot I, oh, okay. wait like, no late no, 30s late 30s late 30s <laughs> late 30s my, my oldest is gonna be four this year <laughs> four late, years from now that's late 30s at eight <laughs> <laughs> well, let's think about this how old are you hope not how do you? Yeah, I, I'm 26. Yeah, you're going to be 27. 27. So what? That means that in about like 14 years. I, yeah, 14 years. I, from I should now, said in your 30s, not. So yeah. 14 years would be like maybe about 40. Yeah. <laughs> I about gave this man a heart attack. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I just 41. What what I really wanted to get out of this conversation was I want we're not telling you to go out and do crazy batshit stuff with your sexuality and just try to discover everything, you know. We we just want people to have a very good, healthy relationship, a, a very healthy uh, mindset about sex because it's something that everybody deals with and is important to us. Yeah. And I just think that it's it's we just we just need to get on it, you know, to help this generation. And Sarah, if you are listening, I am super sorry we talked about this topic right before your <laughs> your episode, your, your little sneak peek here. But, hey, it was something I thought we had to talk about. Mason and Marcus, do y'all got anything else y'all want to talk about with this specific topic before we go on our end? No. Good? Not really. Good. Uh, I don't know there, Billy Bob. Do I have anything else left in this conversation? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. You guys don't think so. Well, guys, if you like us, and you like hearing all our talks and stuff, you guys can find us at Facebook, 
at Gateway Pro. Man, we haven't recorded in so long. I forget. I know. Stuff. Like two freaking weeks. Yeah, it's been two freaking weeks. We, we took a break. Uh, Facebook at Gateway Pro. Instagram at the underscore Joe Show 20. We are also on TikTok at the Joe Show 2020. And we got so many other places that we're on too, guys. Check us out on patreon.com slash Marcus, Joe, and Gabriel. Make sure you check out Comic Corner. Go on Spotify and rate them. <laughs> I'm struggling, guys. Go on Spotify and rate them. Listen to their show. He has not had a drop of alcohol tonight. Yes, I have not. And then, guys, make sure you go out and check out Code 187, which is going to be playing right after this outro, because I want Marcus and Mason to hear this outro that Gabriel did. So, for right now, I'm Joe. I'm Mason. And I'm Marcus. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for listening to The Joe Show. I'm going to hit the right button. All right, here we go in three, two, one. When investigators got the call about a teen's death on January 10th, 2013, I don't think they were prepared for what they would find. I don't think anyone was. This is the bizarre death of Kendrick Johnson. Hello, my name is Joan, and you guys are listening to Code 187. I'm joined with my co-host, Sarah. (laughs) Sorry, we're brand new to this. (laughs) We are. And this is a podcast where we talk about murders. And it's just because of our love of murders and everything. So we hope that you guys are, I had to turn that down because it was in my ears, but we hope that you guys really like this podcast and you share our love of murders. I would like to tell you guys, it is one of those things. We are not obsessed with the murderers or their killings. We're just really fascinated by their minds on how they can do something like this and then figuring it out. You know, so we're very interested in knowing more about the murder, thinking about how they, what caused them to do this and how they did it and then how they were apprehended by the police. So that's what I really want people to get from this because Sarah and I've talked about this before. It's people that they think, oh, true crimes, you know, you guys love the murderers. No, no, we love the solving of the crime. Think we're like Scooby-Doo. Last week I had a Scooby-Doo hat on. So that's kind of <laughs> the only reason I'm not wearing that today because it got dirty. But <laughs> think of us, we're kind of like the two, we're the duo Scooby-Doo gang. So that's what this show is about. And as you guys have noticed, probably uh, 
already is we've changed the name to code 187. I'm dyslexic, so I had to make sure I got that right. <laughs> but Sarah came up with the idea. Sarah, why did we change it to code 187? Well, um, it's mysterious. Um, and it is also the police code for a homicide. So it kind of goes into the true crime theme. It's all about kind of the mysterious. Yeah. Yes. yes. And that's what we like. We like to be mysterious and everything. <laughs> yes. So that's why we changed the name. Plus, it sounds pretty cool. You know, you know, it's code. 187 it, it kind of rem- <laughs> so before we get into the crime it kind of reminds me of one of my very first short films I did um it was a spy movie that my buddy did for a school project and all you saw was my mouth and <laughs> I had the phone and I was kind of like his boss telling him mm-hmm. where his assignments and then he's like uh he said what is it and I say it's a code red so it was that's what it reminds me every time I say code 187 so (laughs) yeah that's that's funny yeah all righty so Sarah what's our uh case about today well um going on the mystery thing you kind of led me right into it is this one is so Mm mind-boggling I don't know if I can curse (laughs) <laughs> but if I could, I'd say it was a mind F uh, of a case because this one I like have spent nights just wondering what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very mysterious. I, you may know it because it's a pretty popular case. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good one. And you'll become obsessed just like I am. <laughs> Oh boy, here we go. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't planning on being obsessed with the new murder case, but now it's going to be like, my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm looking at this murder case, trying to figure this stuff out here because it just blew my mind. Right, right. I, I get on like a case and I will lose sleep over <laughs> trying to figure out what happened. Um, and this is one of those cases for sure. Gotcha. Okay. All right. You ready to jump in? I'm ready to jump in. Let's go. Okay, so we start off in a big gymnasium of a local high school in the far corner, rolled up in a wrestling mat, standing up vertical, was the body of Kendrick Johnson, 17 years old. I've never heard that one just all out in the open like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I'm starting you off crazy. So we have, I want you to picture it because the pictures are interesting in this case. Um, So you have like those big, when you think of wrestling mats, you think of something small. This was huge. Yeah, It was heavy. Um, And like I said, they were standing up vertically and you couldn't even see the body. Mm -hmm. Um, All you could see was his white sock. Okay. In his from his foot poking out of the top. Gotcha. Right. So um, upside down. Yep. Yeah. Upside down, rolled up in the mat. Have you? Do you know this one yet? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. I'm sure some of the people listening are like, I know what this is. Um. <laughs> all right. So, um, just so you get the picture, the mat was around six feet tall. Okay. 
And that is when it was found upright at six feet. Okay. Um, when rolled up, the mat left a 14 inch hole in diameter in the center. Kendrick's body was down in the mat, so you could barely see his foot. Mm-hmm. And Kendrick's shoulders measured 19 across. Gotcha. So already the mat's 14 inches, he's 19. So something had to have happened there. (laughs) Right. And he uh, was five feet tall or wait. Kendrick's shoulder measured 19 across and he was five feet, 10 inches tall. Gotcha. So what the theory is, is that he had his hand lifted above so that his shoulders were in. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. So the first thing that the investigators do in this case is to find out more about their victim. This was high school student Kendrick Johnson. He's 17 years old and he is from Valadoska, Georgia. I hope I said that right. (laughs) Uh, And he attended Lowndes High School. Um, His friends and family described him as sweet and quiet. He was a three-sport athlete. He dreamed of playing professional football. Um, And his mom said he didn't come home that night. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of concerning her, but she didn't freak out at first. She was going to go back to the school where he was the previous day and try to see if he was there. And kind of simultaneously, as she was looking for him, they found his body. Gotcha. Um, Because no one had known he was in there. Mm -hmm. What happened was a student saw the white sock poking out. Gotcha. Told a teacher. So no one knew he was in the mats. That's crazy. And it's as no one would think, too, because it's, you know, I'm just thinking, you never know gym teacher might have just like I'm picturing myself if I was like walking through the gym and I saw that mat up there and it was just kind of like a glance I would just you know whatever so this kid something must have draw drew him to uh this mat to see that sock because like I said most of us would just walk by and just play oh whatever you know and uh with him being a good kid too you know that well I lost my train of thought go ahead (laughs) (laughs) no I mean there there is a reason why people think he was in the mat and Mm. I will get to that in a minute um but first um I did want to point out Kendrick Johnson is black and unfortunately race does play a huge role in this case here we go right um and I did a deep dive <laughs> um, because I was looking into racism and kind of the demographics mm-hmm. of his town, Valadoska, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't, I didn't find anything like substantiated that there's discrimination, okay. um, but lots of blog posts about how people of color cannot find jobs um, and that many businesses won't hire people of color and things like that. But what was interesting to me was I started looking up the demographics. It's split pretty much 50-50 between black and white. Um, But there's, I found this interesting thing where you can see how many 
um, KKK clans are in a certain area. Gotcha. Which is so scary. I was going to say, if I want <laughs> is one of those one of those places. Now, do we have a time like a year that this was around time? Two thousand thirteen. Two thousand thirteen. Mm-hmm. And we're still talking. I mean, okay, okay. I mean, I know like the Klux Klan is still alive and going. right. But when you said that, I immediately went back to you know, oh, you mean this is kind of like. 30s 50s 60s kind of a thing we're talking about 2013 seven years ago right (laughs) yeah eight years ago (laughs) yes and unfortunately like so the kkk doesn't come out and say like who the members are of course or where specifically they are but there is like how many per city Mm -hmm. so i looked up kansas city (laughs) shouldn't have um but there's like six in kansas city area six different ones and then where kendrick was there was one major clan active now it doesn't play a huge role in particularly this Mm -hmm. but it was interesting to me to look and see kind of what kendrick was dealing with yes on a day-to-day basis, I think it kind of paints the picture of like what school was like for him and even his family, you know? Yeah. Cause you also have to think, I mean, what they, a lot of people are like, you know, black people might have a chip on their shoulder, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like that chip has kind of been placed there. So even though we live in the day in this day of age, it's still one of those people, even me as a black person, you know, I'll go to, sporting event or something and i'll be like you know it's, they might not nobody means me any harm but it's just like i'm the only black guy here kind of a thing so it's kind of one of those things you know i could really i really want to figure out how the his life and stuff was uh just his life situation because stuff like that's scary it's very scary and i love our dynamic for this podcast too because you have a different perspective than I do um and you have dealt with different things in your life and you know more about what Kendrick was dealing with than I ever would (laughs) um so yeah I just think it's a really good thing sorry I had to do a switch there (laughs) it's okay all right so let's get back to what Kendrick was like in this mat so An autopsy was performed shortly after Kendrick was found. Um, It said that Kendrick died due to positional asphyxia. Asphyxia? I don't know how to say that word. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Or basically that he suffocated from being upside down. Gotcha. Um, This only happens in a few cases. usually where we see it is when a car flips over and someone is upside down for a long period of time. Um, It's not necessarily that he was, he was cramped, but it was more that he was upside down than he was cramped. I I was kind of thinking when you were talking about he suffocated, I was like, okay, they might've, maybe the pressure from the mat was what was causing him to not breathe. But I didn't even know anything about being upside down causing you to lose consciousness or not well lose consciousness but it stops your ability to breathe i didn't even i didn't even know 
about that. Yeah, I mean, because all of your blood is rushing um, <clears throat> towards your head, and it's it's it is a way to to die that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. So, um, only 24 hours after being found, the investigators ruled his death an accident. Mm. Um, the police had a theory. Um, Kendrick must have accidentally fallen into the mat while trying to reach his sneaker. Guys, that is Code 187. I think you guys will really like that podcast, so make sure you go out and check it out. We'll see you guys next time on The Joe Show. See you later.